The podcast you are listening to is part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinestudios.com. You think you think you don't like me, but you know I know that's untrue. And as you think about what I think, I know I'm thinking of you. And I thought you probably thought I'd like you, and I really thought that was true. But now I know a thing I thought so, and now I'm wondering about you. Hi there, you're listening to the Psych Analysis Podcast, the podcast where we discuss psych episode by episode, and the cool thing is Dan and Heidi haven't seen the series before, and Tabs and I have. So, I'm Kim. And I'm Dan. And I'm Tabs. And this is Heidi. And this is the podcast we're discussing Season 1, Episode 8, Sean versus the Red Phantom. I have to say here, this was the very first episode of Psycho I ever saw. Wow. Good first episode. Oh, I know. No wonder you fell in love with it. It's so geeky. I know. All right. So what's everybody's first first impressions of this episode? I'm, they're still running through those well-known psychic bits. This was, this was kind of cool. Gus, or, uh. Sean was up in front of a bunch of people doing the. I'm getting an. I'm getting an A. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting an a, a, M. I'm, I'm wondering when are they going to run out of those uh, well-known P.T. Barnum tricks. Hmm. <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes of the season, definitely, because it is so deliciously geeky. So geeky. It's really apropos for recently too. I like Comic Con just happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. superhero stuff all over the place in the movies right now. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. kind of apropos for me because I just bought my first set of comics ever. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's all over the place. I also was a very large fan of the fact that Gus tried to get tickets to this convention. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about apropos, man. <laughs> Didn't get your Comic Cons, huh? No. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Let's not talk about the four times we tried. Seriously. For hours and hours. Oh, and you know what's terrible, too? I just taught a girl at Star Wars Summer Camp who did manage to go to Comic-Con. She did manage to get her tickets. Little sixth grade girl. Oh, and by the way, um, we had to make R2-D2 models. She made a Dalek instead. <laughs> nice. Awesome. awesome. There's hope for these uh, these kids. Oh, totally. There is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, first impressions. Gosh. Um, yeah, I just love what a giant geek Bert, uh, got, Gus is. Mm-hmm. You almost called him Burton. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked this episode, too. I, I just can't believe that Sean doesn't love geeky stuff because I would think that he would have rebelled against his father. <laughs> mm. I wonder what he started. I mean, because he's always totally, I, you know, oh, dad, you're kind of a goofus, but he totally like, goes with what his dad says every time in the beginning. I wonder yeah. why he did start to rebel. And especially because he doesn't seem to have much respect for police officers, so, you know, it's kind of like you would have think that he would come the other way. Mm-hmm. But it made for really good contrast with Gus, so it was good. <laughs> also, Juliet is a nerd. Yes. Yes. 
Yay! <laughs> no kidding. That was great. Um, yeah. This whole episode was just fantastic for Gus, but let's save that for character stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, George Decay. George, George Decay. Our first huge celebrity guest. Loved it. Whatever. I was one of the extras. <laughs> like I say, our first huge celebrity guest. <laughs> oh. And I love that he could uh, make fun of himself in this episode. Is he really a blueberry fanatic? I don't think so. Is there really (laughs) a difference between different state or blueberries, the origin state? Is it? Wow. The thing I'm trying to ask that question. Yes. George. Emphasis. George. Have you ever tried different kinds of wine? Uh, It all tastes like butter and socks to me. <laughs> All right, well, now we understand why you have that question. So, yes. yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, did you have the bad guy figured out from the beginning? Uh-huh. They have a tendency to introduce the bad guy for like, oh, a few seconds and then get him away. A little more than like the extras guys, but a little less than like some really big player. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's no way it could have been the, the people who were pushing Red Phantom. Oh, but there is this one guy that he got an autograph on. Uh-oh, autograph. This is going to be evident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is that a no, Dan? <laughs> oh, I nailed it. Are you kidding? <laughs> I have to admit, so hard I know it's stupid, but it was painful to watch him rip that book apart. Oh, oh right? that was awful. So painful. At first, I was like, no, not the chip fingers on the comic book. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and then he turns the cover off, and I had the same reaction as Gus. It's like, ah! Totally. I mean, if only just the fact that, you know, Gus says something along the lines of, I've been looking for this for years. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm not... I can't remember if I figured out who did it, but I think I'm so used to these other procedural shows, like even like Veronica Mars and Castle, where they get the wrong person first. Mm. That when Sean says who did it, I expect him to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, he got it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of waiting for there to be kind of a fall there, but no, he's definitely right. Oh. He did sort of guess on somebody else, but it turned out not to be right. Like the girl. Yeah, he was thinking yeah. the girl. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I guess just because he was up in front of everybody, I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting for him to be wrong and then to have to save face. and Right. Oh, the first time he's up in front of everybody, uh, hey, quick little question. Why did those kids run? Oh, I know what you've been hiding. Why did they run if they were Because they're slightly... supposed to be a computer camp. Like that was that was it's just And they're in, Have you are they been... in on the money? Are they in on they're yeah. in on knowing that the their friend is uh they know doing... he got money. I don't think they necessarily know exactly how he got it. They might. But they're young. They're like in they're... high school. Yeah, they're in high school. Oh, dude. Dude, when kids get to be, uh, what, like, even middle school, they start getting all kinds of snarky. So what if you know? Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, but Ask these are geeks. Yeah, but these yeah. are not the same kinds of kids. 
these are probably always been good their whole life kids and this is the one thing that they've done like super bad they went yeah. they ran off to another town they're staying in a hotel by themselves yeah even that that alone you know like they're they, the kind of kids i was when i was a kid yeah they like had to lie yeah. to get the hotel room because nobody in their right mind would just rent a hotel room to three 14 year olds i mean really can't do that <laughs> um, I'm going to keep that for later What was your guys' favorite scene? Or, you know, least favorite scene? Whatever Mine was, of course, Gus walking through the convention And then when he tells uh, Sean off about the Wookiee Yes <laughs> He's actually a really nice guy Right <laughs> Gus had a lot of really good ones in this one. After he snarked on Sean, talked about the guy in the cod piece, he had a good swagger away. Just like everything he did was just, he was in his element. It was great. How about. Go. You go. No, you. Um, I like Sean making up their fake assistant named Beatrice yes. to take the fall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. <laughs> the bit where he receives the text with uh, George Takei asking him to karaoke. Oh, it's kind of awkward. It was the invite was for me. <laughs> Call him back. <laughs> Tell him that I said that you can do the high harmonies. We need you for the high harmonies. Yes. Uh, my favorite bit was uh, Sean asking the mom for pancakes. <gasps> yes. Oh. And, oh, so mean. Oh. Like, oh, I'm fine, but Gus really, you know... Yeah, needs it warmed up, yes. (laughs) Introducing you to the conversation. (laughs) Now she knows your name. (laughs) And of course, of course, the classic bit that we just can't leave out is Magic Head. Yes. (laughs) I love how he embraces it at the end, too. The very, very end where they've got the great posters. (sighs) Psych man, magic head. Why do I have a wand? (laughs) (laughs) Make any sense? Uh, But you know what? We have totally forgotten the B storyline of Lassiter and T. Vic. Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That bit where they're in the car and he's talking. She's still on her phone. There's this one little bitty quote: "Interim chief. I'm sure that's only temporary." (laughs) I thought she was gonna turn around and kick his butt. She probably would have if she was listening to him. <laughs> I, I, I choked on my beer. <laughs> Excellent. I did love at the end when she's like, uh-huh, love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how um, uncomfortable Lassiter looks. <laughs> um, I also loved Lassiter asking if she could move his briefcase. Because <laughs> it's not scarch guarded. <laughs> Yes, and then they they actually had some touching moments at the hospital <laughs> with Lassiter. him. Uh, all sad face. Yeah, and with him holding her baby, cuddling the baby. <laughs> um, Carlton, can I have my? Baby? <laughs> I don't know though. Uh, I think favorite scene the whole way through was in the very very beginning where Juliet's on the phone. And uh, Sean's still in 
uh, the Chiefs' office. Yeah. They the back and forth they have is excellent. It's it's I I was looking over those lines just over and over again because I mean they they felt really snarky when I was watching it, but they're they're not. I mean they're not really good lines. They're pretty good, mm-hmm. but the way they did them. Like it, the the words were just slow enough that you caught them, just slow enough you thought, oh yeah, those that that's believable as a, as a quick response, but still fast enough to feel like witty. Those are like those conversations you want to have, like those stories you tell at the bar. Like I was so funny the other night that are totally you had to be their stories, hmm. but like those are the conversations that make those stories. Oh, it was a great setup. Yeah, it was a really well done back and forth. As you'd like. From that, I that was a great a great scene between them. But from that, I really like the idea that no one looks in Chief Vic's office. Uh huh. <laughs> Everything Gus does here is excellent. He's got his napkin on his neck when he's uh, what is it when he's eating the pancakes? Yeah, I get excited about that because it means he's from the Midwest. You know, he's kind of a slob. Whatever, <laughs> I'm pretty okay. Or uh, when they leave the room. Now, where would two three boys with a metric ton of money go? I know where they went, Sean, because I picked something up that you missed. <laughs> you know, he saw the Tricon. He grabbed the Tricon mm-hmm. ad. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I love that. He actually did detective work. Yeah. Yes, he did. And the swagger in the uh, uh, con. Mm-hmm. Gus was yeah. great here. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like Sean freaking out as the pretend assistant of George Takei. Uh Takai. We <laughs> <laughs> fired her, George. <laughs> I like the very beginning. Do you remember what happened? And, da, 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 and it was great. I have to admit, I love George Takei in this. Mm-hmm. He is so. It's so funny because he's like, what? And then he just buys right into it. Yes. And then he, does. he starts going on about the blueberry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was something that Sean just made the. Cr- <laughs> well, no, he heard he heard them talking about the blueberries to begin with. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so that was a problem. But yeah, the whole people think I'm crazy, but I can t- tell the difference. <laughs> right. And then my room and blah blah. Yeah. blah. I mm-hmm. just love that he just seemed like such a drama queen, and it was awesome. Yeah. So so now wait a minute. I mean, you guys are totally like big Hollywood bigwigs and stuff, and have met big stars like. Felicia Day and Nathan Philly and so tell me, is George Decay like that in real life? No. I'm sure he's not. He doesn't I mean, seem sure. like it. Well, he's guessed, he guesses on a lot of stuff like this and he makes mm-hmm. fun of himself and generally the ones that make fun of themselves not, are the ones that not are not like that. Like yeah. Neil Patrick Harris with the Harold and Kumar stuff. I mean... Yeah. Like, From everything I've heard, he's a very sweet person in real life. No, Ryan Murphy. No. <laughs> I'm on a tear. Anyway. <laughs> so my favorite scene was them all looking at the babies and trying to figure out which one is Yes. <laughs> and she just saunters up. Mm-hmm. It's that one. <laughs> and them saying that Sean should be able to guess what it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. So something's blocking me. I think one of these babies, babies is evil. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Sean saying, you know, yeah, your cut the cord story was good too. (laughs) I also really liked the announcer dude, like the guy behind the podium. Yes. He's just like, 
wow, we have a real psychic. They totally rolled with it. <laughs> imagine that happening at Dragon Con. Like, right. can you imagine, in, in, you know, the weed and drag, somebody tries to, I could have just seen them, like, tackling him. Mm-hmm. Dragging him off to <laughs> con jail. I'm surprised the uh, the nerds weren't more skeptical. Right. It's true. I mean, you know, for guys that are big into logic and sci-fi. Well, yeah, Skeptic Cast is there for a reason. Yeah, Jared, Jared and our friend Jared and all of them weren't there to debunk him. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Even though they're even in California. Anyway. <laughs> California, Canada. Canada. Canada, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so it's time for favorite quotes. Yay. I know there are good ones. I just can't. I, I can't find them. All right. I'll give one. Sometimes the spirits are in a giving mood. Now, now you won't find Malone, Malone, but I seri- sent some seriously dark juju magumbo down in there. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> oh. I had to, because juju magumbo just makes me laugh that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, Gus, go find a glass of wine and a bowling ball. Yes. <laughs> yes. On the bed, that was great. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, Sean. This place is trashed. Maybe Johnny Depp stopped by. I'm sorry. Did that joke just arrive in a time machine from 1992? <laughs> He's got kids. <laughs> That's stuff in the beginning. I don't ask questions I don't want to know the answer to. Ooh, never ask your boyfriend if he thinks your sister's hot. I don't have a sister. How about a boyfriend? <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Juliet, take a look at this and tell me what you think. Sean, flower doodle in the upper right-hand corner is excellent. The horse at the bottom doesn't look anything like My Little Pony. The writing, not the... That's a dog. <laughs> I draw when I get anxious. I think you made a wise decision not going into animation, Juliet. <laughs> the kid's name was a quote-worthy quote. Malone yeah. Brayfogel? Right. I can tell you this I, I much. Even, I, yeah. The kid's been lifted up by his underwear more than once. <laughs> I don't even want to put that in context. What a great name. I'm trying to offend every person at least once in this pod- in these podcasts. The last <laughs> one we did, anybody whose name was Guster. This one, sorry to all you Malones out there. <laughs> Here's another good one. Can't you just look at porn on the net like every other guy and his brother? <laughs> Professor X is a telepath, not a psychic. Yes. And of course, the whole... Dude, some guy in a wolf costume with a lightsaber just said hi to you. <laughs> I don't know that guy. guy. <laughs> he looked right at you. He was mistaken. He said hi, Gus. And then another dude with a cape and a codpiece gave you a half nod. <laughs> uh, and I liked all the references to the movie failed because of the nipples on the yes. costume. <laughs> which reminds me of a movie. That failed because of nipples on a plastic yes, costume? Yes. Not saying that it starts with a B and ends with an Atman. <laughs> Not saying that at all. Not it's saying that at all. Marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And one other little one, because it's fun. Uh-huh. It's not. I mean, it's only fun when remembering, but the one that says, I'm sorry, I'm looking for it. Oh, it's lost to me now. 
Okay, I'm done. I can't find it. <laughs> okay, how about um, this is the same thing that happened at San Antonio. Yes. <laughs> like, really? There was a psychic on the stage at San Antonio? What? And it's the fake, the fake event that, that Sean made up. <laughs> exactly. That's just uh, it's gold. Gold, I tell you. So funny. All right. Did you spot the pineapple? It was tough. <laughs> See, at first, I was pretty sure the churro was pineapple flavored, but I was like, no way. No way. Is that and then I thought, well, there was pizza in the boys' room. I bet that was pineapple or maybe the Krispy Kreme donuts. But I'm like, no way. No way. Too easy. So <laughs> Too when easy. they did that really, really long shot from a helicopter of Santa Barbara, <laughs> I noticed it took a lot of work and a little cross-referencing with the city of Santa Barbara's uh, property listings. But on the roof of 4429 Washington Boulevard, there is, by the chimney, a pineapple. <laughs> In the shade. Oh, my Dan. Wow. All right, everybody rewatch the episode and oh, yeah. <laughs> see if you see it. I'm going to go with uh, that at Tricon, someone must have been dressed up like SpongeBob. <laughs> lives in a pineapple under the sea. No. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, sure that'd be right. No. Sorry. Pineapple Magic Head was hiding it in his hat. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's pineapples on Henry's shirt at the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he wears Hawaiian shirts, guys. It's a clue for you. Right. Yep. Missed that one. <laughs> and we all know that Dan doesn't like pineapples on shirts, so. No, he doesn't. I want them to be serious pineapples. Chopped up pineapple? Maybe. Not pineapple on shirt does not count. One of these days it's going to be like pineapple on somebody's underwear, under their clothing. Just <laughs> and Dan no. is going to like throw a fit and be like, I quit! I'm done. <laughs> I'm not playing well, yeah, this about the pineapple game anymore. Them. Guessing on the Santa Barbara long shots. That's definitely not quitting. <laughs> Freaking yellow fruit. Pineapple colored. <laughs> okay. So, does anyone have any predictions? Heidi, you should go first because I want to gloat when you don't take my prediction this time. Okay. I don't think I will. I think that Sean is going to join Gus and Juliet on the geeky side of life. Oh, Heidi! Nice. (laughs) Okay, Dan. Are you ready? This is going to blow your mind. Wait, wait, hold on. I want to make my prediction really quick. I predict that Dan is going to be completely, completely wrong. I hate every idea you've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) It was her idea to cast you as Mal. I think. (laughs) It's true. I'll redact that statement. Don't worry. (laughs) When we're off the air. (laughs) I see. Character. (laughs) I predict there's going to be an episode nine. I'm kidding. That's not my prediction. (laughs) I was going to be wholly disappointed in you. <laughs> I think 
<laughs> okay. I think they have a plan for Juliet. She has these little bitty roles, but the writers always write her differently. And I got to thinking, why are they having so much trouble writing Juliet? Or is it trouble? I mean, every single writer does one particular part of her differently, and I got to thinking, what part is that? I think it's being able to write a dynamic character. That's really hard. I bet they have an overarching plan for her to change. And all the writers are having trouble writing her as really, really dynamic and trying to keep a little bit of foreshadowing in there. So I think she's been written differently in every episode, like brilliant or ditzy or witty or flirting with Sean or then kind of unhappy a little bit with Sean, but only slightly. But, oh, and then, oh, I believe in psychics, but, oh, last who's going to get mad. Like, I think all that, I think she's going to change. I think they're simply having trouble writing her dynamically, which makes me think she's going to change. Maybe she'll quit the force or date somebody or maybe she'll be chief. Yeah. Interesting. Speechless. We're not allowed to make comments on this. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, it was a good one. I predict one of these times Dan will actually spot the pineapple. There you go. <laughs> I'll take that bet. <laughs> I have predicted some of the predictions that have been made during the course of this podcast are correct. <laughs> that thing where, like, I'm totally wrong and you, that thing I do with my kids? No, not necessarily. You I have accused us this before and we have never done it. Yes. <laughs> so every single episode that we've done so far... <laughs> Something is right. Something is right. Yay. <laughs> or one of them is my, maybe one of mine from one podcast episode to the next. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, like that we already established. Oh, yes. <laughs> <I don't> remember. <laughs> Have to listen to them all again. Nothing that cryptic, seriously. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty cryptic. Not if you're paying attention. Uh, I predict Tabs quits after a season one. Aww. <laughs> I predict she quits editing. That might be true. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Psychanalysis. We'll be back soon. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Psych Analysis is a podcast about the USA Network show Psych and is part of quadruplez.com and Between the Lines Studios. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to betweenthelinesstudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplez.com. Psych Analysis is released under a Creative Commons and Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative work, 3.0 United States license.
Grr. Gah. Yay, me.